proudest day and the proudest time and the, the seat of a relic here because that day and that hour and those minutes I got the butt between my teeth you know I really stood up and was counted and said this is not getting away I remember when we pulled on our helmets and, and, and Donald says to me what are we doing I said we're going for gold Barrett that's all we said I can still pick to that run that was just the best best run ever To Crushing Gears, the Rally Podcast, Season 2, Episode 31. Connor, we're going to talk rallying once again. Absolutely, Kevin. And like, you know, a weekend where there wasn't too many events, but we have another jam-packed show regardless. Yeah, oh, once again, you know, just so many people to chat to. And, you know, isn't that just a great sign of rallying in its present form? But before we start, folks, can you like, share, subscribe, rate, uh, comment, all those kind of things all makes a huge difference. Uh, anybody that wants to kind of share any wee stories or anything like that there, please feel free. Uh, I'm getting quite a bit of slagging on the Facebook there that everybody else seems to be going to Rally Legend and I'm not. <laughs> but I'm a bit sad. <laughs> um, and this week uh, we speak to Jimmy uh, from Emsport who tells us all about their great victory there uh, a couple of weekends ago. And then we also catch up with Ryan Colwell and Arthur Cairns, the Irish Forestry Champions. And then uh, Martin McCormick and Barney Mitchell talk all things historic in, in their life. And as always, it's fascinating and hilarious and everything else in between. And then we catch up with uh, uh, Ron Comerford and his adventures on the FIA Rally Star uh, programme. And then finish off with Connor Wilson, uh, another young gun coming up through the ranks. And interesting story, he's competing in the Central European round of WRC coming up now in a few weeks, so we thought we'd get we chat with him and kind of get his his story so far. But Connor, like you got a chance to catch up with Jamie from Hemsport and like he was on cloud nine, uh, jet lagged, everything else, but like, you know, what a, what a fantastic story. Oh, listen, like literally had just arrived home. Their flights had been canceled and then another one delayed that all oh, that a huge, you know, uh, upset getting back home again from from Rally Tilly, but they were over, uh, as you say, on cloud nine, over the moon, etc. Um, so Jamie McMillan is Oitanic's chief engineer, and it really was a handful of them from M Sport that were out in Chile. So, and not only that, they were running four cars as well as we are on the weekend of the rally. So, they had an awful lot to do, but again, just Oitanic securing the win bittersweet weekend because it was also when we learned that I would be moving on from M Sport. Not completely unexpected, but um it was announced at the weekend. So bittersweet, but you know, I suppose with two rounds of the WRC still to go, it was a nice way to to kind of finish off and with the hope that they might get something else in Japan or the Central European rally as well, podium wise from the Puma. Yeah, like I thought it was fascinating that, like, you know, Jamie's chat he took, you know, when he was talking to you, it was like they're targeting two more ones and development continues, you know, like irregardless of who's going to be in the car, you know, at the end of this year, into next year, development continues, you know, it's full steam ahead. Absolutely. Yeah. No, look, look, as far as they're concerned, they're not taking the foot off the gas. Now, really, it is genuinely up in the air who might be coming into that team um, to replace Oit. Uh, so you know whether it is a um, previous WRC rally one star 
or a previous WRC competitor or it's it's some of the junior drivers, it's really hard to know at the moment. I suppose, you know, the, the team is still looking for financial backing and support and that will dictate who they can afford, basically. Um, but yeah, they are still developing away. They are still planning that, you know, they're going to give it sucks for the next season, you know, next year's WRC season as well. So uh, it is all to play for as far as the team's concerned. They're not, um, you know, holding back or or, or, or settling for less uh, unless, you know, they're forced to do so. Yeah, so and I, th- I think we'll hear from Jimmy. So, Jamie, um, I'm sure you're shattered between flight delays and flight cancellations. You're you're not long home from, from Chile. Um, but firstly, congratulations. Well done, M-Sport. Yeah, thanks very much. So, yeah, as, as you mentioned there, we, we ended up getting caught up with a bit of, bit of a delay and a cancellation. So I spent um, 24 hours in Sao Paulo. So, um, yeah, I only got back sort of late late last night, um, sort of around 10 or 11 o'clock. So, yeah, it's been a long trip back from Chile, but um, I'll have to say it's a lot it's a lot easier with those long days traveling if you're coming back with a with a victory rather than, um, you know, frustrations of, of a disappointing result. So, no, it was really, really good for the whole team. And, you know, we've been working hard for, for quite a long time now and, and luck sort of hasn't gone our way. Um, so it was good to get a, another win in the board. And, you know, I, I'm sure it was a massive lift for everybody, both, you know, uh, everybody that was with you in Chile as well as back at home. Um, from the engineer's recce piece, because I know that that's very important and, you know, we, we see the occasional video when it goes up and stuff like that seemed to play a very important part that maybe the, more more so than, than or maybe we were made more aware of it compared to previous events, particularly around tire strategy. So what was your thoughts when you were out on the recce, you know, and your your, your view of the stages, really? Yeah, so, so there's quite a quite a bit goes on um, sort of before you even arrive at the event. So um, even before the engineer's recce, we, we already have some data from, from 2019. OK, it was on a different tire compound or a different tire package then with the Michelins, but um, we knew even f- from that point that it was going to be um, at least quite demanding in the tyres. So it was a different time of year then. Um, it was a little bit damper, cooler, um, more mixed conditions than we had we had this time. But, you know, reading back through the reports from then, um, at that point, we were already commenting on, on how much tyre wear there was, um, you know, specifically on, on the inner blocks. So, OK, we didn't know if that was going to carry over into the, the Pirelli or not. Maybe it was something specific to the Michelin at that point. But... Um, you know, in the past, generally the trends have been similar between the two, the two compounds and the two, the two different tire manufacturers. So, um, we, we had that initially as a bit of something in the back of our in the back of our minds, and then um, obviously we had Alberto Heller driving for us on, on this event. So he came over to the Greystoke to do a test, and we were having a little bit of a conversation with him as, as the engineering team, and he was letting us know about the stages as well. So he gave us some good insight, and he specifically pointed out the. Um, Saturday being very abrasive, so um, and especially that that third stage has been known to be a real tire killer for those guys in the past. So um, we all had some some background information even before the recce to go in and say, okay, yeah, we'll now have a look at these stages and see how they are. So um, yeah, we, then obviously doing doing the recce itself, it was um, clear there was a different sort of mix of stages from from friday to saturday so no matter what we sort of find out on, on friday and that follow through into, into the rally as well that didn't necessarily carry over into into saturday it was quite a different mix and, and we do our own simulations and we have our own understanding of what the average speeds are going to be as well so we knew that um, friday was much much faster and in, in theory should be easier in the tires and then on saturday it was going to be a little bit more of a challenge so um yeah all those points sort of played into it. i then had a conversation with alberto's brother pedro because i've run 
both of those guys sort of five or six years ago um, in the in the R5. So I had a good conversation with him and he was saying the same thing. Um, you know, be really careful for, for Saturday afternoon and, and sorry, the final stage of the Saturday loop. So um, there was lots of sort of background information that played into that. And then um, we sort of do a recce, type up our notes. We know how much sort of bedrock, what um, character the stage is going to be, whether we expect it to rot, whether it's a very hard base, you know, how hard it's going to be in tires, puncture risk, all these sort of things are all sort of noted down and then distributed to the to the engineering team. And then um, I'll have a chat with Oit then after he does his recce. And again, sort of playing into this this, this sort of theme, you know, Oit was commenting again on, on the Saturday stages being quite quite tricky. And even then on the in his recce car, he was saying, you know, he was struggling with the with the tires and he felt that it was going to be really important for for the rally. So, um, you know, it's just, it's important for us as engineers to, to make a note of all these things. We've always got it in the back of our heads over a weekend. So, so whenever the, the, the time comes to make those decisions that we're sort of, you know, clear with a, with a mindset and a, an idea from, from the information that we've gathered in the lead up to the event. Yeah, I referenced in one of the staging interviews that you're all gathered together in a shipping container making the decision. Yeah, exactly. So, so this year actually, it's been a little bit, a little bit different for for the gravel event. So you have to make a tire choice the evening before because there's no, no none of the morning services anymore. So, um, and also you're sort of limited now in terms of when you can service the cars. So once they sort of check in, you have a two hour window to to service the car. Whereas in the past we could sort of run it, you know, significantly longer. So we had a bit more time. So ultimately we don't actually have that long with the driver. So even before he arrives, I'll go and have a chat. The, the other sort of key member of the team who, who influences these sorts of, sorts of decisions is um, our sort of weather specialist, uh, Hannes, who's been with, with Oit now for, for quite a few years. So um, whenever Oit was coming back in the road section, I went in, sort of had a 10 or 15 minute chat with him, you know, what the what are the average temperatures going to be like? He does the recce as well. So what he felt on stages, what, what it was going to be like, um, how it was going to develop through the day obviously your road position is really important as well in terms of what what decisions you want to make there so um we, we had a chat through that obviously first stage of the morning was already quite quite long and then the middle stage was a bit shorter and the final stage was long again so um you know we felt even on the 27k stage the first one in the morning okay the temperature is going to be quite cold but the, you know the softs are still going to take a bit of a, a bit of a batter in there and once they overheat um the tire wear was up quite quite significantly and you don't get the support from the block so on the really hard base roads you don't really get a so much of a performance benefit um even if the sort of compound grip should be um should be helping you um and i think the other thing that played into it certainly for for the other teams okay boy went with six softs and on friday afternoon whereas all other guys took a mixed package um and he managed his tires really well so we you would think then that would carry over into Saturday and, uh, you know, you might be able to lean more towards the softs, but we knew that the Friday stages were very different to Saturday and we knew that Oi was being quite careful on his tyres, so his looked quite good, but other members of the team that took softs on, on Friday afternoon, their tyres were destroyed. So um, we all had that in the back of our mind and, you know, before Oi sort of arrived in the container, we discussed with, with Hannes and between us, we were quite clear we needed at least four hards in the car for, for that final stage of the loop. Um, and if anything, we were leaning more towards sort of either five, five hards or six, um, depending on how you wanted to, to play it and whether you wanted to, you know, take, take a mix just for that first stage of the morning. So, you know, Oit came in, it was, it was really me, me, Oit, Hannes and, and Martin was sort of listening in as well during the conversation. And um, yeah, initially Oit was sort of leaning more towards 
going for the for the shafts, at least four shafts. And we, from our information, sort of led them down a, a different path. And um, ultimately, in this occasion, it proved to be to be the right one. So, at that point, you know, obviously, we don't we don't give out all of the information we have. I, I'm very much a believer in um, listening to what the driver has to say first of all, and then if he comes from a place where he feels like he's made the decision, then he's much more likely to make that decision work rather than us telling him, you know, you have to take this choice. So I'm, I'm a big believer in like driver psychology and making sure that he is all part of the, the decision as well. So, you know, at that point, we just let him down the path and look, we think, you know, four hards are going to be needed for that, that last stage of the loop. And fortunately, on this occasion, it proved to be the, the correct decision. Absolutely, especially when we look at you know that that third stage of the twenty eight k's, twenty seven k's, you know, with double punctures on on some of the cars coming in, just purely because the soft tires wouldn't last. But yeah, and the, yeah. the funny thing there is, the Hellers encouraged us to go for for hards, and they ended up going for softs and getting two punctures. So, <laughs> although they they helped us, but they maybe didn't uh, take their own advice. Uh, listen, some, sometimes happen. And White's car, you know, pretty much seemed to run faultlessly. Um, the only other issue that that sort of publicly was was stage two after a heavy landing, the, the hybrid system cut out. When the likes of that happens, is, is, is there like maybe a safety or a kill switch in that? Or is it just that was just something that happened? And, and you know, from a team's perspective, are you able to sort that out? Or is that you need to bring compact dynamics in to do that? Yeah, so as you mentioned, there were a couple of things on Friday morning that sort of cost us some time. So as you mentioned, that the hybrid. So we've seen those issues quite a bit over the year. There's a um, accelerometer inside the hybrid unit, and whenever it sees a um, a G of I think it's 25 G or something inside the unit, then um, it generates what's called a shock error and basically turns itself off, and it um, um, it ends the warranty on that unit and then it's up to us whether we want to continue using it without the, the warranty for example for compact dynamics that's just their um part of their terms and conditions um they'll check the unit and over just using the data and they'll be able to say yeah we're, we're confident or we're not and then um they'll be able to reset that shock error and and bring it back to life essentially so um yeah to be honest it's happened multiple times um it's frustrating because it's not something that the crew can do themselves you know mm. ultimately compact dynamics want to check the data before they do it which is which is fine you can understand that but um that meant obviously from the landing of that jump boy lost the hybrid for the rest of that stage and for the whole next stage we you know in the end he loses quite a bit of time um so yeah once compact dynamics are able to connect to the car they can clear that error and, and get bring it back to life so they did that in, in the service um, in the past they can they can do it in regroups as well so for, for example if you've got a regroup before the power stage i think we did it in um, I guess three or four again, three or four events ago. Um, it wasn't Greece, but uh, Estonia or Finland. They were able to go and connect and, and clear it before the power stage. So, um, yeah, that's that's just that's just part of it. I don't think we're the only team to sort of suffer those those types of issues with a hybrid unit. Um, but after that point, it was fine. Set second pass, there were no issues. So, um, yeah, it was just that one sort of bad landing. Um, besides that, yeah, I sort of commented Friday Friday morning we had a bit of an issue with with one of the, the dampers but um we got that changed friday lunchtime and then to be honest his pace improved a little bit again in the afternoon once that was sorted um and then the only thing and from outside was there was a spin on friday morning as well so probably by by end of play friday we probably could have been maybe 20 25 seconds further up but um yeah still it was good to be able to sh- show the performance regardless of those little those little niggles but the rest of the weekend ran ran really smoothly to be honest um 
Saturday, yeah, no issues. And then, yeah, Sunday was, was nice to, to, to finish that with a, um, with a good result and, and no major sort of things to chase up. Now we're back and work just some small niggly issues. To sort out and again you know there was no mention of car steering or water pumps or, or anything in Philly so has anything changed there was it just no issues arose or you know have you have you looked at the gone back and looked at those parts and made men you know changes etc yeah I mean throughout the year we've been working with the power steering system so we, we think we're certainly in a better place now than we were sort of Monte Carlo time so yeah it was good none of that sort of came to came to fruition and um yeah water pumps was Quite specific to, to Greece, we think. Um, we were running a, a new spec of, of water pump there. And um, yeah, there's still ongoing investigations as to why we think those those pumps were causing us causing us issues, but we were able to take them out of circulation for um for Chile. And yeah, whenever we went to the event, we were pretty confident that that wasn't gonna um be an issue there. And thankfully that was proved to be correct. And hopefully we can manage that. Um yeah, for the back end of the year, there's plenty of uh, analysis and investigations going on back at back at M Sport to make sure that that's properly um, ticked off and resolved, and, and we won't see issues like that again in the future. And Chile, you were running four cars, which you know for for M Sport, you know that that's tough going. You don't have the same budgets that the you know the two manufacturer teams have. So, you know, how do you kind of cope? You know, far from home, probably skeleton staff. You know, with, with the likes of that. Yeah, it, it was smaller. Um, smaller team than we've had uh, in the past. You know, we only really had one sort of chassis engineer allocated to each of the cars. And then we had sort of two engine engineers there, one performance engineer from from Ford. And uh, yeah, that was basically the engineering team. I think there was, yeah, was that seven of us maybe. So um, that whenever you compare that to the likes of Hyundai and, and Toyota, I don't know their numbers from Chile, but I'm sure significantly more. Um, so it, it's tough, but um, I think it's, it's, a small team and if we work really hard we can we can make things make things happen and um yeah there's a few guys there it was their first event in a while or the first you know event running a rally one car and you know they were able to take on quite a lot of the the load and, and did a good job so it was a yeah it was a sort of combination of making sure they were in control of everything and happy with um, answering any of their questions and um also trying to keep keep our um thoughts on, on winning the rally so um yeah i think it's it's a, it makes the the win all the sweeter knowing that it's a really sort of as you say um tight tight team and um we're fighting against these guys who have got much bigger budgets and, and significantly more resources than, than we had so you know that that also can't take away anything from the guys back at back at emsper you know they're obviously working a lot as well in the background and, and helping to keep push us in the right direction. They're always there to, to answer any questions that we need a hand with anything. But um, yeah, it's a little bit different than being on the vent in the high pressure and high stress situation, trying to trying to make sure the cars, you know, keep running. But yeah, no, it, it's a team effort and it's not just the on-event staff that can can be proud and, and um, happy with the, the end result. And Two rounds of the championship left um, with Central European Rally in Japan. Central European Rally, brand new rally. It, it's, you know, taken in you know, three countries where, you know, smaller local events have taken place in WRC has taken place in Germany. But where's your baseline for a setup? Do you have something going to that or is that only when you get to do a pre-event test? Or Yeah, so, so we've got a pre-event test. So we, we have a, a sort of base tarmac and we, we know it's going to be sort of let's say more similar at least to to Croatia than the likes of you know Monte Carlo okay when Monte Carlo is dry your your setup's probably a little bit more similar to what you'd be running in Spain when it's mixed it's a lot different so you know we we have sort of 
um, baseline setups for different types of stages. Um, you know, maybe something like April last year is more similar to what we'll see um, with with some cuts and some more some more wet sections of the stages. So, um, yeah, that's sort of the, the the premise of the test team. They'll they'll come up with a good sort of base setup from from previous events, discuss it with Oi, and then um, all being well, we'll have a good a good test in in maybe two weeks, and then. Um, drive the setup from from there and and see how we how we get on. But um, yeah, there, there's plenty of of thoughts and plenty of um, options and, and development work going on for the for the tarmac car as well. In the background, it's a little bit tricky now because really there only is four four tarmac rounds in the calendar, and they're all quite quite different as well. So obviously Japan's going to be again. You know, you're going to want a different car from Japan than you have in Monte or Croatia or, or Central Europe. So um, yeah, it's. Yeah, it's not like circuit racing where you can just sort of put a, a, a tarmac setup in and get pretty close. So, yeah, we, we know roughly ballpark where we need to be and provided we get a good test under our belts, we're confident we go into, go into that event and um, and be competitive. And then, obviously, we've said it's the last two events. It's obviously White's last two events of the team as well. So everybody aiming for to go out in a high, really, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't see any reason why we can't go on and, and fight for the wins and both of those it's been competitive in tarmac in the past and um we know our car hasn't been so far away and we think we've made some good improvements to that certainly in terms of um the, the main issues which were sort of overheating the tires we think we're better than we were sort of last year so we'd like to think we can go and, and be competitive in both of those events and you know looking at the championship terry's nine points ahead of us in, in third position it would be nice to, to sort of um, you know, push that to the to the wire and, and try and at least take take a third for the team because I think it's the you know the least that we de- we deserve. And to be honest, it's quite nice to have to have two victories as well. I think um, you know when you look at the the championship through the year, that's actually more than than Hyundai have managed. So two two wins with Oit, and um, I think Terry's only had one. So um, yeah, I think that the goal has to be to come away from the season with four wins is to see how we can um, see if we can manage that to you know at least finish the season on a high. And last point, uh, you know, will there be more development? Will we will we be see you know upgrades in the car for Monte Carlo or or not long afterwards? Yeah, yeah. Look, we're always we're always pushing, and um, okay, I, I can push the car quite quite hard, and maybe in different directions to what we've we've pushed in the past, and um, that's fine. But you know, pre post out, you know, we'll always be pushing the development of the car within what you know our. Our restraints and what we can do and within our resources you know there's no question we'll be pushing as hard as possible and already there's been plenty of conversations about what will be coming in um at the back end of the year and, and through to monte carlo so um you know out leaving doesn't necessarily you know certainly doesn't mean that development of, of the car stops you know whoever comes comes in next year we want to fight you know right back at the front whether that is for a full championship challenge or whether that's for individual events uh, don't know we need to wait and see what what happens and what, what drivers come through the door but we need to have a car ready for anybody who jumps in to win, you know, individual events. And the only way you can do that is by consistently and constantly developing through the year. So, um, yeah, yeah, no question. Development development never stops. Fascinating as always there from Jimmy. Uh, also, I got the chance to catch up with the winners of the Wally Luckman Forestry there at the weekend. And also the recently crowned uh, Irish Forestry champion is Ryan Caldwell and Arthur Cairns. So we'll hear from them. Joined now by the Irish Forestry Champions, Ryan Caldwell and Arthur Cairns. Ryan, um, you set out this year with the intention of, you know, tack- you know, tackling the Irish Forestry. Did you think you'd come away with the championship at the start of the year? 
Uh, no, we did not. Hey, we uh, we didn't actually set out to win the championship. We went to the first round and it all went to it all went to well. Hey, in the first days we were point nine of a second off fastest. So we said, "Geez, we may give this a try." And hey, it uh, it worked for us. So no, we're uh, we're glad we're glad it worked. Hey, we put a lot of time and a lot of effort into the whole championship. So now it was good. It was very very enjoyable. Like you know, your first full year in an R five car, like. It has to, you know, that's very impressive. Like, you know, you showed good pace in the Adam and the Fiesta and all that, but they still <clears> have <throat> the four wheel drive and settling so quick. Like, obviously, yes, there's a lot going on in the background, you know, the, 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 you're obviously testing and getting yourself familiar with the car, but like, that shows the natural ability there to do that. Yeah, um, uh, I have to say now, Patrick O'Brien and Kevin and all the boys at R317 and Arthur there, they. They were a massive help to me. Uh, they done anything that I asked. They were done for us, and I have to say it was. Uh, I'm very thankful for that. For, for uh, they helped me in every way, like any even testing. Paddy would have sat in and anything I was doing wrong, he would have says. And Stephen O'Brien, obviously as well. Stephen would have is a great help to me as well. So now it, it uh, fairly adapt fairly fast for me. Hey, so it did. So we we sort of went to the first round and uh, Clarney. And I never really sat in the car. I'd done one run, I one test in the, the woods, and I uh, just, Jesus, it was good. Hey, I, I really, really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> and like Arthur, like, you know, it's fair to say you're not no longer a junior driver. <laughs> you, you've sat with a few boys over the years, but like, to see somebody like Ryan adapt so quickly to an R5 car, like that. That's a special. Oh, yeah, in the minute, you know, the first stage when we, when we competed, you, you, you you knew you knew BM he had, he had full control and this is going to be somebody here now. Now he's, he's on it, you know. So they only point nine, and then and then we were we ended up second overall in that event. So we did, you know. And it, it uh, I knew right away. Then that's this man. You, you know, you get to know by the shape the man is making it, and uh, you know who you're with, and mm-hmm. uh, you just knew right away that this man has it here. You know, he's he's taking in the notes and he's driving well and. No, making no mistakes, nice and clean and tidy and fast. Hey, like, you know, you can have all the talent in the world, but if you're not listening to the notes and you haven't the, the car set up right, like, you know, things don't flow. You need that flow. You know, you need everything working together, and that's for the your, yourself and the whole team come in and make all that happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is indeed. It's a team effort, Kevin. You know, uh, you know, you have to the, the boys. You know, three one seven, Kevin and Paddy and Stephen. You know the. They're a great, great outfit and, and the car and great tune and, and it should prove it all year. The car's not reliable, you know, and, and you know, that's half the battle as well. Yeah. Uh, I could, you know, yeah. I think, Ryan, like, in fairness, you know, you had very little car trouble. Probably the one rally that you wanted, all reliability, the, the Bushwhack, your home event, everything seemed to, every time you touched the car, it seemed to go wrong. But overall, throughout the whole year, you know, to step into a car, like allowed you to battle at the front means a lot to you as well. Ah, oh, it was no shame for the car. Hey, for every year or every rally, it was in tip top shape. And I'll actually, to be quite honest, it was sort of my own fault too. Uh, when we had to carry a slap and dava, and we had to shake in the first stage, we actually think it it actually damaged the throttle motor. And we obviously we didn't open the throttle motor to take a look, so we can't really blame the car too much either <laughs> or the lads. <laughs> <laughs> That's my fault. <laughs> but like you know, we we keep talking about the you know the forestry, how much it has improved over you know the, the last couple of years and all. It has got so competitive now as well. It, like it's probably a really good place for you to come and learn your trade because you know there's no easy 
you know, there's no easy drives. You have to be at the top of your game and pushing from stage one to the, the to the end. Oh, certainly. Hey, the the pace all year. We, the racing with Mark Donnelly and Jordan Hohen, and then we had Jason Mitchell mix it up in Jim Walsh. Uh, it was it wasn't easy all year. Now they were always on our tail. Or <laughs> I was. <laughs> Yeah, and like, do, no, do you feel that has helped you develop as a driver? Do you feel you're a better driver now than you were, and you know, at the start of this year? Oh yes, definitely. It, it, it makes it high whenever you have somebody to race, obviously, and whenever you're in that R five car, you always have somebody to race. So you have so it's uh, it's that tight high, uh, one or two seconds, a split second, and in, in that car, it's a lot like. Mm-hmm. So it is. And like Arthur, like from your point of view, you know. Like we all talk about, you know, looking for this, you know, the perfect setup, the perfect stage. Like with this young fella, like at twenty-one years of age, to be, you know, involved with battles with guys that is, you know, five, ten years older than him, and you know, looking for that half second, looking for that fraction of a second. That's, you know, that right, must that, be a job. Also, it is. It's no, it's no, and you know, it makes the job easier when 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 when, he, when that man's going. Even the faster he goes, the easier it is to 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 work with him, and then easier it is to read the notes. You know, everything, everything seems to click. And, and you know, um, that stage four there last, you know, Sunday there, we, we said we would good push on. You know, I think maybe it was one, one wee corner. I think we made, made one wee mistake on it. Like, we got everywhere. The rest of the corners are all perfect, Ryan. And, you know, it was, it was, it was simple. And, we, like, we set the fastest time on that one. You know, it took, what, what one point something out of Jordan. And, um, you know, and that was, uh, it shows the character of the man that he was fit to do that to, to, to put on the don't play a good second half really <laughs> like, but isn't isn't that mad like you know one corner that you and it wasn't even a, like you made a, a big mistake it was only like a, a slight mistake well, maybe you slid a wee bit wide down yeah yeah, yeah and, you, mm-hmm. and you're, you're, only, you're still only one point something quicker than Jordan's home like you know like, right. so Jordan must have almost had that perfect stage as well that's right <laughs> oh yeah indeed that's it that's the way it's got you have uh-huh. to get every corner you have to get everything right breaking everything you know uh, off the line as well, launch and all, you know, it's, 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 that's the way it is. Yeah. It doesn't matter what length the stage is. Yeah. You know? uh-huh. I think, Ryan, like, you know, uh, I think, is it difficult to, you know, once that, you know, once he says go, you have to be inch perfect, millimeter perfect for the next, have you to. know, 5, 10, 15 kilometers? Yeah, every corner, hey, you have to be perfect. If you want a faster stage time, you have to be on it in every corner and you have to get your braking right. And it's just as mad because like, whenever I first stepped into the car, I actually didn't think it was going to be all down to that. Like, I was like, oh, geez, well, well will they do a few? No, nah, it has to be. Everything has to be perfect. That's right. Over logging and data and whatnot, hey, through this whole year of stages. And we learned all that. Like, it's if, if you break wrong in one corner, you're down a second. Like, and you wouldn't think it all mm-hmm. works. And like you know, as like obviously that's all going on between events and maybe even the service. You're going through the data, looking to see where you can improve. You know, it's not just you know the time behind the wheel when you're doing the stages. It's the time away from the event. That you put a lot of effort in there as well. Ah, uh, yeah, definitely. Hey, and uh, don't get me wrong. The 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 guys in RC One Seven, they all help me through it at all. So they they uh. They're there every time, like they give me a hand with the notes and whatever. And obviously, Arthur there with the notes as well. So that's one of my downfalls. Hey? I wouldn't have much experience in notes, but we'll have to keep learning. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, what better man to be teaching you? Like, you know, as I said, Arthur's not a junior anymore, you know, but like, he's bringing, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the bringing such great experience to you, you know, that he's willing to give you that 
you know, the experience can't, or money couldn't buy the experience Arthur has, and those what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's definitely it's good help, I so it is, and it's, it's good to have someone like that on board. So even if we aren't right, at least he'll pick it up, you know. But no, it's uh, it was working well all year now. So and like you know, you mentioned Patrick and Stephen there and Kevin O'Brien, though. Like you know, we've seen what they can do. Like so, you know, if you step into the car and Patrick tells you that car is right, you have full confidence that that you've got a one car below you. Oh yeah, definitely. Hey, whenever Patrick says it's right, it's right. <laughs> He doesn't think it's right, Stephen. Don't make sure it's right. <laughs> <laughs> and like Arthur, you know, from your point of view, you know, like R three one seven, like a family team, but the quality of the the, the car there for house is oh, yeah, the the workmanship of the car and and, and what, you know, raises events in perfect condition, and you know, the, you, you never have to say anything. The guys know what to do, and they're, they're switched on. That's the way. That's the key to it. Like the, they know exactly what what is form is and what he wants and what everyone wants and they they want they want us win as much as, as we do you know and and it's just great you know the hunger's there with the, with the boys as well yeah. you know and yeah. I said the car is, is perfect you know you, you know the minute you, you're going up the stage you know when it's turning in and it's just, it's just working well mm-hmm. you know in the fair play to the guys they, 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 that's all the time that they have it having perfect order you know yeah. and like Arthur from your point of view the, the Irish Championship this year like it has been phenomenal, like, you know, like the the quality of oh, the events that you've yeah. sort of taken. You know, everyone's you know not only is the quality of you know the competitors rising up, the quality of the organisation, the quality of the events yeah. is getting better and better. Oh, great, yeah, great, Kevin. Yeah, I know it, it wasn't it wasn't just <coughs> one horse race. There was there was plenty of guys out there with well fit. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you had Mark Donnelly, uh, Vivian Hamill was there. Um, there's a couple of Jordans there too, and mm-hmm. and and. Um, you know, any of them guys, you know, could have, could have, could have won it. Like, there's only split seconds at some of the events as well. You know, mm-hmm. in the finish up, plus the organisation, the stages. You know, I must say a lot of the whole rallies stage were in excellent condition, and and organisation was second to none. You know, mm-hmm. on good length of stages. You know, the Bushwhackers are a typical example. You know, the usually the stages are short and and as it's, it's a, you know a rat race straight away, but the stages were a great length and then the Friday night uh, stages added to that as well. You know, in the darkness, something yeah. different. It was, wasn't that wasn't that such a, a, an experience that you know the Friday night stages? Like it was, there was, there was some buzz about the like, even oh, Friday yeah, evening. Yeah. Like it was, it was like going back 20, 30, 40 years ago, nearly. Wasn't yeah, it, yeah. So, oh, it was great. It was great. It was, it was something different, and you know, people are looking forward to it as well. You know, it's a pity we didn't get a funny. I, I, I enjoy night stages. You know, it was a bit of a challenge reading the notes in the dark and getting your way through the darkness. You know, and and it's, uh, uh, I wouldn't. It doesn't fear me. But it's just uh, the, you know with, with good lights and cars now it's 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 and and it's just great. Mm-hmm. And Ryan, from your point of view, like you know the variety of stages, you know, like it's different, you know, parts of the country. There are different stages. I think for all the size of Ireland, we have you know we have great gravel stages as well. Oh, most most certainly. Hey, the, uh, I enjoyed every one of them. So did. So the see it right down to the the Old Memorial Club and all the clubs. They all run a fabulous uh, rally city and all the, as Arthur says there, all the stages are in top, top shape like all the years ago. But uh, no, they're definitely very, very enjoyable. Yeah, so like that's the, you know, the championship wrapped up. And it was great to see you going there and competing in the last round. You know, you've already secured the championship. But, you know, it's nice to go and support the championship and turn up for the last event as well. 
Hi, that's it. I, we we went to support support the the championship, and obviously for uh, event we we had a, we had a brilliant event. Hey, so we did, and Jordan Holm pushed on real well, and all the rest of the guys too. Uh, Niall Devine, and there was there was lots lots of people was putting on the push there was, but uh, no, it was definitely it was a brilliant event. Hey, yeah, and like you know, uh, Arthur, from your point of view, Sligo Pilots, you know. We know how well they've supported, you know, the border championship over the last few years, and that you've been lucky enough, you know, to have won that and won it. So to see them get involved now with the forestry too, as well, yeah, you know the professionalism they're doing, you know. Yeah, indeed, fair play, to Andrew. I just was talking to him yesterday. We we just uh, we, um, the first border championship I won in, uh, on the tarmac. Um, he he was his, that was his first year to sponsor it, and uh, just a coincidence this year he sponsored the and I've got as a co-driver for it. It's great. You know, a fair play to Andrew. Andrew, you know, he, he, uh, he, that was a good, a great coup to, for the the forestry com- um, committee to to get him on board. You know, and uh, he he he'll put on. You know, in our fairness, he he, he does support the thing, but both the border and the forestry. He's, he's done an excellent job, and he's a great man to have on board. You know, he's, Aye, not, he's, many, not, just, he's not just somebody you know through a bit of quid and let him have it. He wants to no, be no, there no, and get involved. And, he's there, and yeah. He's at every event, and you know the, the drive of the day is in the forestry as well. You know, and with his jackets and that, and it's just great. You know, it's, it's great uh, promotion for him as well uh, to promote his company. And, and and he will, you know, and and his prize givings will be, you know, excellent as well. He does does, does a great job on the night. You know, I have to say that fair play to him, and and, and we must thank him. We couldn't thank him enough for what he does, like because those <laughs> those guys that do that are have got wild scares. That's for you know, sure. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and it's, it's, it's great to have him on board, you know. Yeah. And Ryan, the one event that probably stands out to me, and maybe you'll think I'm crazy, I think you had a brilliant rally in Donegal. Like your first time in Tar in that car, and like, you had a bad season in the Friday, but like the pace got better and better all weekend. And like, I know Patrick joked that he gave you the setup out of his car and the, the suspension out of his car on the Saturday, and then you really to go. But like. <laughs> I think that showed a, 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 a you know a real level of maturity and the drive you done. You didn't lose the head on Friday when you know you were catching cars, and you know the times were coming. Do you feel that you come away from the, the tar and the R five three days in the car? Did that? Do, do you feel that was in a better place after that? I definitely. It was a lot of learning in the fall of three days. So it was the Friday we kept catching cars. They said at me sixty two on the road, but. We kept catching red cars all, all Friday and uh, the actually the suspension and the setup just wasn't 100% weren't happy with so I said to the guys in service and they actually changed the whole setup of the car in one of the services and it just absolutely changed the car and then on the Saturday and I just got to enjoy it more and more and more and get quicker and quicker and we were we were coming on it well on the Sunday evening but hey it'll take a wee bit of adapting to get on to the tarmac because everything's so much faster and not that everything's so much faster, just there's far more grip, and then the notes is a wee bit more technical in the tarmac. So now we'll uh, we'll hopefully try and give it a go next year. <laughs> <laughs> and like Arthur, you know, we keep hearing that these are five cars. Like it's so hard, you know, to bring out the maximum out of them because they, you know, they're so advanced. Like on the gravel, you know, you are probably at the maximum of it. Like you know, there's probably not much more to come. Like there's so much more from this fella on tar that you know. We said how phenomenal he was in the list. If he could oh. on top that in the tower, like we we're in for a, a real treat. Uh, yeah, oh, definitely so, Kevin. You know, the, the, this man has got he's, he's got a great talent, and and he, he's driving at his leisure in the car. You know, he, he loves driving, and it's it's just it might take him a wee while just maybe to get adapt to the car to the, to the tower, all right? 
But uh, when he, with his notes and that, um, that will have to be worked on as well. But it, it, um, give him, give him, give him a bit of time. It'll be, it'll be up there. Yeah. You can and put the, money on that. Yeah, and the, can you sort of give us a kind of a, 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 a rough overview of what what is the difference in tar and gravel? What is the, the style of driving? Is it more precision or what is it that makes a difference? Yeah, well, funny is he, I think he went the right way by, by working in the going to the woods first. You know that 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 will uh, you know his car control that would that that will immensely improve that when you can when you can handle the car flat out in the woods and her moving about all over the place. You know, come to the come to the tar then you know that that will stand stand to him. You know the, the the control of the car. Um, I find that you know, um, once you you see any of them guys that started in you know in the woods, them top lads, they maybe all started in gravel and then come to tar it. You know, they, it's just not it come it will come to them. You know, the the speed and, and the accuracy of, of 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 the corner to corner taking and that and that. You no, know, you know, tire too is a big thing as well on on Prime Academy. You know, yeah, you have to be switched on to get you know using the right tire. You know, with the forwards today. You, you know, you you'll get away with uh you know, with with the tire situation. Not as not not as many compounds and stuff to, to worry about, or wets and slicks mm-hmm. and intermediates. You know, you know, tire to play a big thing in it as well. And like Ryan, like we've seen the way you approach your rally. You are like a sponge. You soak up all this information. You know, a narcissist. You feed it into the you know into the car. Like, are you looking forward to the challenge of learning this? You know the. It you know, about the setup and tires and the tires and you know suspension setups and all that. Um, yeah, yeah, it'll definitely be. I will. Uh, we we hope to be going to Galway and uh, the tarmac, so I'll be it'll be enjoyable because I uh, obviously you like learning and uh, it'll be something different too. A full year in gravel there. We only done the one rally in tarmac, but now it'll be it'll definitely be very very enjoyable. Then, so excellent. And like just before we let you go, I suppose like. You know, you seen Josh Moffat making a, a a run at the drifting last weekend. Like that's where your you learned your trade. Was there, you know, were you giving a, a jealous look last weekend? Would you like to get back? Would you give him a run the, at the drifting? Uh, John Powerful he did definitely. He's, he's brilliant. He? My wee brother Jack last weekend too, and he's only thirteen, so he is. So he's uh, he's learning the ropes now, so he is. So. <laughs> is he going to be the next one <laughs> down the stages? Yeah. No, for a while, I don't know, but no, he's he's chatting, but I don't know. We'll keep him at the dressing for a while. <laughs> I, I was I was watching. He's a, he's a he's a wee book to be watching. I was watching him in Mondello on Saturday. He's he's another man coming. The rally card is stuck him yet, so we'll keep him dressing. They haven't built one strong enough. <laughs> Well, man, thank you very much for taking the time. It's been an absolute pleasure, and we look forward to seeing your exploits next. Just year. want to say a word. Oh. There. Thanks to you. Yeah. Thanks, Kevin, to you for your for, for your for your you know your, your that work you do in your podcast. And that's great to promote the sport. And okay. fair play to you. Well, you know it's it's very interesting. And thanks very much. Fantastic story there from Ryan and Arthur. And you know, again, another pairing out of the MI Rally Academy stable. You know, Ryan, he's playing a blinder and a great result for him. And, you know, coming to the end of the year, nice kind of closure for the end of the year to take the, the championship and to take the rally win as well. That's for sure. You know, and like this guy, 21 years of age, you know, mm. this is the proof of the pudding. We keep going on about the MI Rally Academy. Once again, it's shown its worth really, isn't it? Oh, it is. It genuinely is. And, you know, and again, we're going to talk to Ronan shortly. Another, you know, what do you call it? Uh, person involved with MI Rally Academy. It's just everywhere you turn at the moment. Um, they're producing the results. They're producing the goods. It's it's fantastic to see. And there's more to come, which is even more encouraging. Yeah, for sure. For sure. 
And then, you know, I also got the chance then to catch up with uh, Mark McCormick and Barney Mitchell and their latest exploits in the European Historic Championship in San Marino or San Remo at the, the weekend. And also some exciting news that they have as well and an upcoming event as well too. So let's hear from them too. Um, well, here, look, uh, fantastic, fantastic weekend. Um, first time in San Remo. Uh, wow, what a rally. One event, one a setting at the service area. Absolutely beautiful. Um, we managed to get, um, we were staying in town as well. The whole place, whole vibe. Weller was very good coming from the the London Rain at home now. Nice mile 20s there was, was lovely. Um, we had a puncher on Saturday, but look, just been told we ran wide in the corner. You know, we clipped the tire. It was, it was, um, we we're quite happy tell, to come away. Tell, with the tell the full truth, Marty. <laughs> we don't even be telling that. Barney, All right. Barney, Barney, Barney encouraged Marty a bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I wouldn't just be putting up in Marty running away now. Uh, well, here, Marty never needs much encouragement, Eller. No, uh, I don't. Uh, I, 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 go ahead there, Marty. All right, all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, so we got the puncher. We lost whatever. I don't know what we lost. Thirty to uh, to fifty to forty, whatever you know it is. We lost. We drove on with the, with the puncher and and got away. No damage. No baller. Very very happy. Um. Uh, the stages on Saturday were probably a little bit wider, probably a little bit more higher speed, um, certainly a lot more climbing in them, which seems to be a bit of a disadvantage in the M3 compared to the, the big hitting Porsches. Big hitting Porsches have the power up the hill. Um, and that was very that was very easy to see on Saturday because the first day or on Sunday, sorry, on the first stage on Sunday morning up the hill where we, we, we couldn't we couldn't get that stage one. And it was the same the second time round, so um, you know you can see the difference in the cars there. Whereas the other the other stages were a lot more. There was some uphill, but there was more downhill sections. So a couple of parties in an M three, sure down the hill, sure where we go, like you know. <laughs> so the crack was good, like you know it was either going to be one loser or all the crack was good. But look, you know we're could we have got him? I don't know. You know his engine. He gave up as well at the end, but but he, he he was in you know it was the oil was running out of it going over the finish line you know so he was lucky that way but very easily also our rally could have been over with the puncher you know what I mean so you know we 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 had a fantastic event we never thought we would get as uh, as high place as we did we did a test on the Wednesday um with Matt's Matt's uh Brown run built the car runs the car you know out on them events. Uh, we changed a number of things, changed a number of springs, we changed the front setup, we changed the diff to a lower ratio diff and really felt confident with the car below me. Um, me and Barney went and wrote a set of notes over two days, didn't take ourselves too seriously as normal. Um, we we go and enjoy ourselves at these events. We don't get bogged, we don't do DVDs, we don't do video recce's, we don't do that sort of thing anymore. We're there to go and have a good time, do it old-fashioned recce and go and drive the stages and it worked really well. I have to say, and I have to say, you know, on a note like the commitment and the the level of note reading that Barney had to do, uh, like it was just nonstop. It was just nonstop for him to stay up and keep up with that level of workload. I have to say, uh, take my hats off, tell him for it. Like you know, he, he was there every time. There was times I didn't know what he was saying. Like, but I just when he started shouting, I knew I had to slow down. <laughs> like, so Barney, uh, obviously a very busy event for you too. Then because you know at such demand stages, like there's no there's no let up. It's corner, corner, corner. Like, and it's it's just 
continues for the whole time at the, the stage is live. Uh, it's, it's, it'll be like me a couple of years ago, but six rounds in on a Sunday and a high still. <laughs> 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 Got plenty of practice over the years talking shit really quick. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's very technical. And uh, as Marty says, the, uh, the recce was wild tight for the. Yeah, famous last words. Like I says to Marty, I sure's a handy old recce now. Oh, be dead on. Oh. Two, two stages on the two, what was it, two stages on the Thursday you're only allowed to do and then the two stages the way it works is Kevin you have one stage on the Saturday and then they have three stages that joins together for the second up to make one big stage okay. so when you're doing that recce uh, they combine that together you take the whole thing as the one big stage and you put your finishes and your starts on as you go along so um, the first day was grand. We got the three runs over them, uh, but then to do the second day, we only got two runs over it because it, it, it was like an hour and a half or two hours to get back around in the loop. But you had to be off the stage for three o'clock or half three uh, because they were using the, uh, the end of the last stage in the opposite direction for shakedown. So uh, it's still an FIA event. It's still run the FIA rules and they like their rules. Uh, so... If you're on a stage any time over and you're witnessed or a judge of fact or whatever, you're getting the yellow sheet of paper, which varies from a thousand euro fine to a disqualification. So you're not, you know, we probably could have chanced going to the, we only got the two runs over the, the, the Sunday stages then. So, you know, you probably could have chanced trying to go over the game, but you don't want to chance it because yeah. you just ruin your weekend. It's not worth it. Like, you know, yeah. uh, I definitely not. It was a sub crack when you've only done two runs over no DVDs or nothing like that. And, and uh, our boy takes off like a lunatic down the hill because he knows he needs to make time. Like, <laughs> fuck, I tell you, boys, it's uh, see if I don't get that corner ahead of him. Both of us need parachutes. Like. <laughs> uh, but you know, we, we spoke before, you know, the, the level of the competition, you know, that you know, these guys take their rallying very seriously, they are, you know semi-professional that the guys you're competing against as well too you know i would say that i you know people look at the entry and maybe don't recognize names and things they got there but the guy that actually won the event overall i think that was a seventh or eighth time one that he lives up the road he's in a i don't know she's not even a thousand kilo porsche um and she's geared perfect for the job she's 10 inch wide slicks on it there's you know she's just built for that job like for going up them hills but uh, um you had Franco Cunico, got to meet him, got photographs of him. He was a hero of mine, the, the X-Works Ford driver. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a few other ones that were floating about there. Like, uh, the level, the level's very high. The stages don't change much and the guys are well-practiced on it. And, you know, you need to be on your... The guy we were standing on the finish ramp um, turned to Martin and he looked at Martin. He was, this is your first time here? Martin goes, aye, 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 aye. This is very, very recommendable. <laughs> you know, you know, only the likes of Chris Meek or some of them lads that come over to them stages before really clicked into them and, and beat the locals, like, you know, so and, and Craig Breen, I suppose, as well, showed them a few clean heels. But, um, I hear, look, well, it was a great, great week, great event, great crack. And, and there was other Irish crews over there as well, and that added to the thing, and that brought a good atmosphere. Everybody was enjoying it. And yeah, like, Marty, does that bring an extra dimension to it? You know, the, the likes of Donna Kelly and Alan Ring and these guys there competing as well. That you know, there is a bit more banter between the, the you know themselves and Ernie Graham, like another man that's been a long time supporter of the the European historics as well. Oh, one one hundred percent, one hundred percent. So there's nothing 
there's nothing like being meeting parties and holidays, like you know what I mean. Like sure, it's all we don't we all club together and we have the crack and the test and the recce and and, and and all that. You know, it's it's, it's it is a great atmosphere, you know, uh, and it's great to see. Honestly, like you know, we've done a, a few European events, and certainly over the years, I've done a few European events, and like I've seen me walking into what could be explained as a front house and 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 in, in the south of France till sign on for a rally, and you look down through the sheet and you're the only non-French crew there, you know. And it is a bit, you know, daunting, I suppose, at times. But to have, you know, the camaraderie of the Irish competitors there with you um, certainly brings an extra dimension to the event. And, you know, as we say, you know, that this is our time. This is our free time. This is what we choose to do with, with our holiday time. So to have that whole thing mixed in with it. And as I said, the setting, you know, it's 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 a service area where we sat on our on our chairs eating our our our, our bit of lunch and our barbecue in the evenings and we literally were looking out on the sea like uh, you know there's a photograph of Barney after all I had my all I had in my head all day was we get through this fucking day. I'm jumping straight onto that water to cool down. And it was. Exactly, that is exactly what I did. Nobody said, where's Barney? And the next thing I let her roar into me, and I had a bottle of beer and me lying in the sea. <laughs> His notions of insulting one of these Formula One drivers or something like that. Are they jumping in the... the no, no, I took my wrist suit off because I had a buy mine. <laughs> the, um, mm-hmm. But Pretty it was... Uh, it was one of them days, especially on the, on the Sunday, like the pace was, was mega and it certainly... You know, there's days that it clicks and it works and you can work with it and you can drive yourself on to stay on that sharp pace. And I suppose, you know, with the with the few events we do now in a year, you know, yeah, we plan to do a few more before the end of the year, of course, but we're not out every month or nothing to get there. And it's not often now, well, I wouldn't say it's not often, but to get that feeling, that click when you don't, when you're not doing the miles in the car that used to be doing your 12 events or whatever a year, you you when that comes to you, you know, and you get the car underneath you, and you Barney's, you know, right behind you all the time. When that comes together, that's that's a, that's a fantastic feeling. But it is, you know, the speed is there. You are going down the side of a mountain in Italy. You are, you know, pushing it till what you think you can get every second out of your car. You know, and, and it's that edge, I suppose, that the the relief from that as well that you've got through it. You know, is yeah. is. It's certainly, you know, it's something special. It's definitely a special, it's a special thing to share with Barney. You know, mm-hmm. it, it definitely is. Like it's, it's great. Yeah, I think you've had them three now for a few events. Is this the first time that you've really felt the car beneath you and you felt it really working? You know, it, you, it, you're getting out of what you're putting into. It. Y- yes, yes, I definitely would say that. We <clears> we, <throat> we did the uh, the Switzerland the Switzerland rally was last year. Barney and Matt's car. Oh, Austria, 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 Austria. Sorry. But that Matt's car, but I'm not a great person in a higher car or somebody else's car. It's not mine, and and as much as I try and switch that off, I suppose, and just drive the car for what it is, it, it's always a, a thing you'll see that, that that there's always probably a percentage of me holds back a bit to get get the thing to the finish, um, or ensure a higher level of of of, of safety. But um, 
we did a couple of events. We did the Donegal there, although you know we didn't get a lot of mileage there, and we did Sligo, which unfortunately didn't didn't end well. So that put a bit of a damper in the whole thing, and we just didn't we just didn't feel the need to go around for a while, you know. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, so we didn't. And then this came up, and funny, I was I was on the plane and or landed in in, in um, Nice uh, on uh, last week, and I thought to myself, I this is good, you know, I'm ready for this. I feel feel this is good, you know, this is time. The work done well with work, and everything was happening there. And we were the whole thing was in good good form the whole way through. And it was a, I have to say, it was right up there with 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 the top weekend. You know, it really was. Mm-hmm. And like I remember talking to you before, like and you, this was before you even got the M three. And the thing you were looking forward to was power steering and roofants. <laughs> so <laughs> did them things come in really useful at the weekend? <laughs> most definitely, uh, most definitely. I don't know how many times I said the Barney over the weekend. Thank God we're not here in the escort. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, the, and the roof vents are mega too. Oh, they are. Uh, <laughs> so, like, Barney, like, you know, you would highly recommend anybody to go and compete in these events. Like, it's, you know, like, there's something beyond Donegal's Donegal. Yes, that's great. No, but these are like, like, go and do it if you have the car, you know, capable of doing these events. Go and enjoy them. Uh, I, I think for us, um, you get a, you'll always come up again a local, but you come up again a fair fight. Um, you know, with the vehicles that you're racing again and things like that. Like there, there is a structure to them that, that sort of helps us out a wee bit. That Marty has the experience and the knowledge and the confidence to go on, write a set of notes, and would, would you just go at it like and see how it fares out, you know? And, and the, um, but they're definitely for the experience, the overall pound for pound thing. Like you're getting the holiday, you're getting your rally, you're getting. An adventure as much as just the rally. Everything's new. You're going up a road section. You're looking around. You're going, Jesus, that's last. Like you know, look at this. Look at that. There's things that are different, and and you're challenging yourself because, um, as a, you know, for me from from the co-driving end of things, like there's a wild pile of stuff that you always had to keep your eye on that you wouldn't run a local rally. You know, from from your tank controls to your a few miss a junction at a payage or a, whatever them call them things. You had to throw your money at them. Um, it's just silly, just silly wee things you could turn the whole thing. Sure, like, hey, there's something you didn't mention, Marty. We were heading out to the first stage, we had a bed the brakes in, there was brand new pads put into the car. So you had to just put them through a couple of heat cycles. And uh, so Marty goes through the first, went to put it through the first heat cycle. He had the car stopped, stopped dead in the motorway on the other side. In the motorway on a bridge and a 40 footer. No, no, no hard shoulder, nothing, and 40 footers other side of us. And I, I, I tightened my belts instead of getting out of her. Because you just, I was, you just, you were just waiting on the, uh, and, uh, and then you were that, I, the, the thing about it is, this happened to me and Greg in Asturias, the same problem. And I was that worried about actually being on the road. I didn't remember that this happened to us before and it was a very simple fix. It's just that the car goes into a, a well, an extreme safe mode when she thinks she's low in oil. When Marty braked hard and pushed all the oil forward, the sensor said she was low in oil. So she cut herself off to save the engine. Um, so for them, thirty odd seconds, whatever we were sitting there, and I'll tell you, was, this is heading out to the first stage. You just think, Jesus, this is how it's going to go. Like. <laughs> so, uh, but thankfully, uh, we 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 run Greg actually on the on the on the road section, and he knew straight away. He says, "Just what happened to us?" And then, oh fuck, I right. <laughs> I, uh, so no, Laurie's had us, and we got we got the petrol station, got a bit of oil. Yeah, so, and on we went. <laughs> No, it definitely was. It was a bit of a heart stopper that, but just just when you touched on there, Barney as well. This there was something, there was something 
very special about driving down a stage that I didn't know where I was. I hadn't a clue where I was at. You know, there could have been anything coming at me and I hadn't a clue. And I was hanging off every word Barney was saying. And 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 that's usually not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> You're still doing it in a night out. That's no, all right. Uh, but uh, or, no. or wear a helmet if you're on the night out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Probably advisable. <laughs> but uh, no, there was something very special when 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 Barney you know called like something like a a, a flat four right or something like a, a corner with a fair bend on it, and you had a bit of a gap before it. You couldn't read the road. You couldn't see. It. To me, coming towards it, it looked like it was tightening or it wasn't. And he called, you know, called it flat. And you just throw the car up and all the gear and you turn it in and you just say, well, I've been down this road twice before. I've told him to write it. And he's really repeating it back to me in a very, very confident fashion. So well, it must be right. And you can write the corner and you realize it was right. Or it must be stupid. <laughs> I, I think it's not that sense of relief. No. <laughs> But that, that, that to me, I remember even when I don't have a drive, and that was the bit that you really got your buzz was committing to that note, and you're committing to every note down them hills, like you know, and, and that's the thing. And and you have to know when to pull the thing back, like yeah, because you only waste time, you only wash out if you understeer in a long corner, you know, compared to a short or whatever, you know, and that that's from Mary's experience comes in that there's no one how you know you'll hear a lot of these drivers, but then half longs and and different things I got there. And when you when you get into them rallies. You realise what they're there for, and and you'll get a lot of notes around home. And people going, "What's that all about?" Because like, they're memorising the thing more than anything. But um, knowing where to put your foot on the throttle in a corner and a lot of these events makes your time. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And and that to me as well, that's that's great to see. You know that he's listening. <laughs> first of all, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so you know then that you can you can build off that and you get into a rhythm. You know, fuck, I, there's not ten boys you get a wee chill up your back and just like this is class, like. But then you shit yourself because you're nearly late to the next corner. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta stop thinking about them things again. Put your head down and concentrate. So, but you know, oh, there is there's stuff like I, I, that. That last days on the Saturday, and I thought it was just bonkers altogether. But it just was oh fucking class. Yeah. And then, like, Marty, you know, you talked about you know the, the, these adventures you have. Like this is the start of the adventures now. Heading off to Greece now in the next couple of weeks uh, for another adventure. Yep, yep. It was actually uh, Greg, with brother's idea. He, he says, um, he said to me one day, he says, what about going to Tropolis? This is, well, anybody says to me, what about going to Tropolis? Like you think of Harry Vanton and the Rotham's car. Yeah. He says, I think it'd be a good rally to go and do. And I says, well, I, I says, I'll ring Barney. So I says, Barney could be too busy, you know. I was going to say So, conversation with Barney, are we going to Tropolis? Aye, ah, that'll do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, how you're wearing Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Like, so, we'll figure that really, out when we get there. Really looking forward to Tropolis. Something new. We're going there in the escort. We'll, we'll take LAB out, um, the FIA car again, and uh, we'll have a go at that, see how it goes. And I suppose, as, as Barney touched on there as well, I suppose I'd like to say a bit about it as well. You know, these FIA events, yes. Certainly at the start, when I started doing them, I thought they were a bit over the top, maybe with rules and regulations and stuff like that. But you get into a rhythm at them and you get into a way, their way of going and you certainly see the people behind it and the organisation and the effort that goes into it. And you get to know, know that, yes, you don't get me wrong, on a, on a Sunday evening after a tough event, 
uh, and you're warm, you're probably dehydrated, you're you want to go get something to eat in the shower in the bar, and you get pulled in for post event, and they're asking you to screw hubs off or screw and then that manifold off or whatever. You're like, what the hell? But it keeps it fair, and that's yeah. why we're there. You know what I mean? That's why we're there. Everybody's there on on okay. Your Porsches have the advantage with horsepower up the hill. We have an advantage down the hill because our cars better set up with a better go kart field. We've got power steered. You know, your Escort doesn't, but your Escort to work better in the gravel because the travel. It is what it's supposed to be. The cars are what they're supposed to be, and and it makes it a very fair fight. Uh-huh. Yeah, and the, you know that across as you say, you know, you think of Ari Vatten and you know back in the eighty and eighty one and all that, like, and the, the temperatures will still be quite high at this time of the year and all there too. You know that will bring its own challenges as well. One hundred percent, one hundred percent will do. I hope there's less mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then you know you come off the Acropolis and like, is it already in your head that the RAC rally that like, this is becoming? Like it's becoming the event of the year. Like we've seen some of the names that's been released over the last few weeks. You know, Chris Meek. You know, Oliver Solberg. You know, God rest him, Craig Breen. But that was, you know, it was going to be the pinnacle of his year too. Like it's, it has become something beyond the the event itself. Now it's become a mega rally. It, it, it is. It is. I I think it always was a mega rally. It's only now it's getting the 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 um. Kudos. I could also the tension that it, that it has, like you know, um, always, and it's and it's fantastic. It is absolutely fantastic to see the level of competitor and the level of cars that are coming to the event, and it's it's brilliant and it's great to see it because the work that Colin Hempstall and his family and the whole team around them do for these events. When you see all the problems uh, 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 with 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 running normal events. Uh, you know, to run one this size, like I'm so, so chuffed for his whole team because they are genuine competitors themselves who are there for the competitors who put so much work into making a special event. And it's it's just fantastic. And it really, really is fantastic to see that it's going so well. Um, look, we'll be there come November. Uh, I, we'll treat it like no other, no other RAC, you know, or like any other RAC, sorry. We'll go there, we'll, we'll get the car into shape and... We'll I'll tell each other, me and Barney, I'll tell each other for the next six weeks that we're going to lose weight and we'll end up there. That was everything. <laughs> uh, eating that. <coughs> eating lightweight pizzas. Come, come, come Friday evening. Usually Friday evening, they need to put a defibrillator on me. <laughs> I'm ready to die. I'm telling Barney, there's no way I can take this car in the morning. Put a pile of protein shakes on me. I go for a big, long, warm bath. I get up in the morning and say, oh, well, I'm doing nothing else. That's what it's. <laughs> And like you missed the last event, so like is this even more anticipation this year? You know you were so busy with work commitments and one thing and another. You had to, you know, you had to pull out from last time. Is there an extra age almost to it this year, Kevin? I try not to let it get too much because I, you know, I, I, people who know me know that when I was rallying my R fives and stuff like that, there was a lot of uh, I took on a lot of pressure. I took on a lot of pressure. The team, the people that was supporting me, etc. And it didn't necessarily uh, bring the best out of me um, and the people around me. So I, I'm rallying now for 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 myself and for everybody around me to, and my family and Barney and all to, to go and enjoy it. Um, I've without trying to sound um, wrong about this, uh, I, I I've won it three times now. I I've done it. Um, I'm in no pressure to win it again. So I'm not going to put myself under any pressure to win it again. We'll go, we'll do what we normally do, we'll put a bit of work into it, and we'll go and enjoy ourselves, and we we'll see where we end up. 
And I think yeah. that's you know we we've had like the last three times I've done it I've won it which is which is I know it's unreal I am yeah. so, I'm so lucky to have that like not to have a bolt break in the car somewhere or me to go through one of them hedges mm -hmm. you know what I mean so we're due a bit of bad luck on it to be honest mm -hmm. that touch doesn't come yeah. but if it does I can't complain mm -hmm. and like Barney you know you always talked about you know the, the McCormick thing like it's a family thing there's a WhatsApp group there's you know there's you know, there's the, the, the having the bunter, there's having the crack, and the, for you, that's what Robin is about now. You know, you've you, you been about long enough now to know uh, to enjoy it. Uh, well, the, 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 that's the thing about the RAC that to me that makes it special now is the backroom team gets a front seat for this rally because they are so involved in it, and that's they get their moment out of it, and that's the bit that means so much to us. So, one loser draw about it, you know, as you say, we're not we're not too worried about anything other than getting everybody out, having the crack, boys. You're standing out at the end of Twiglies or something that, but I, I haven't even looked at the stages yet, but whatever they are, and the Jack the Jack goes underneath there before you, I was telling Chris Speak that story, the Jack goes out before you even the helmets off her, and, and somebody's in at the door throwing a, a look as it at you or something like that and asking you how you get on, and, and you look, you get out of the car, and there's nothing but you, them wee the people, uh, and the stars, and you're putting fresh tyres on her and a wee drop of fuel, and you go at it like fuck again, you know. You do not get that in any other rally, and and everybody else that that is servicing for you or looking after you or um, anything to do with the team that you're in, it's special for them because they're not just stuck in a service area the whole time as well. They're out and about. They they have to be responsible for themselves and make sure they're in the right place at the right time, with the right stuff and given the right answers to the questions we'll ask them. Because you only have them a couple of minutes and then you're you're moving on again. You know, so that that's what makes it. You know, it's it's not the result that we're looking after when we get excited about this rally it's everybody ganging together and having the, you know it's just so unique uh, and it's something that you know the boy says you, you tell everybody else about but nobody else knows until they experience it as always a pleasure to chat to them two boys and like you know the, the faith they put in each other you know yes they have the crack they have the fun but the, the faith and commitment they put to, in each other you know barney calling the notes and and marty putting in the steering and what you know it's it's, it's it's class it really is and Connor, you also got a chance to catch up with Ronan Comerford as well. I did indeed. So we had spoken to Ronan, I think, back oh, around June time, just because he had um, recently enrolled into the FIA Rally Stars program uh, as a co-driver paired with um, the Oman driver, um, Abdullah. And what do you call it? It was a chance just to, to see how Ronan's getting on, like, and, and a very busy guy. Like, he's been competing since we've spoken to him last. He's been competing in, off the top of my head, Austria, Italy. Um, he was in Estonia there at the weekend. Um, and as well as that, he's been attending quite a few of the WRC rounds with the MI Rally Academy as well, getting to learn what goes on behind the scenes and that. So I thought it was great to have a catch up with Ronan, not so much about Rally Academy this time, but actually just what's happening with the FIA Rally Stars program. So they're down almost the wire now. There's two rounds to go. And I just wanted to get his thoughts on where things were at, how it was progressing and kind of what's to be expected there before the end of the year. Um, so let's hear from Ronan. So, Ronan, you're just back from Estonia. Um, the FA Rally Star program, two rounds to go. How is it going for you? Yes, Connor. Thanks for having me on. Um, it's it's going really well, to be honest. It's uh, it's called coming thick and fast. We've had uh, you know two, three rounds already there before um, Sarema, um, both in in uh, San Marino, Austria, and then Novogorsia. And from Novogorsia, it's just nearly every second week that we're going now. And we've just finished Sarema and getting ready for Rally Spain, and then the Lausitz Rally in Germany. 
Um, it's going really well overall. It's from from whenever I look back from Sardinia's um, training week and then getting the opportunity to do the recce for Rally Italia Sardinia. Um, I've learned so much um, and it's one of them things that you've learned that much, you really forget it. So it's it's just, you know, it's it's just been a really roller, real roller coaster of a, of a time. And um, yeah, very thankful for the people that's made it happen because without their support and ongoing support, um, I might add, it has just been really, really good. And just to remind anybody listening, so you're a co-driver on the program and you were paired with Abdullah Al-Taqui. So you didn't have a choice in who you were going to to, to be sitting with. Is that correct? Yeah, no, we didn't have a choice. Um, I was actually sort of late coming into the program um, back in May, whenever the training week was about to start. I got a phone call on the Thursday night um, and the whole thing was starting on Sunday. So the whole the whole training week and everything. So I only had uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday to to get everybody um, contacted and and introduce myself. You could say um, from it. And but to be honest with you, it has been really really good because Abdullah is um, basically only started rallying this year. It's very limited experience, and it's really good because I am in like a coach for him as well as a co driver, um, showing him how everything's done and keeping him on the straight and narrow. And it's it's a good learning for me because whenever I'm sort of repeating myself or doing something over and over again, you know, I learn from it as well. So um, it's a, it's a crew effort, um, so it is. And of course, um, for, again, if we look back from Sardinia's training week to now, you know, we've come we've come quite a long way, and and the the results is beginning to show, thankfully. And how's the relationship building between yourself and Abdullah? Like, are you in touch between rallies? You know, do you, is there regular contact? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, as I say, because this is only his first time um, competing on, on events, you know, it's um, it's constant in the sense that we're always planning for something else. We're having Zoom calls together. You know, we're doing different documents. We're doing, you know, constantly learning. And I suppose the the distance of, of where we both live is is, is quite hard. Um, I know back at the week before Austria, we met in France. And, and done a training week there together, just ourselves, um, doing pace note mentoring and, and, and route, you know, just going over the general things to be aware of in whenever you're preparing for the event. So we used the, the Rally de Mont Blanc route over in just the south there towards beside Geneva. Um, and then we went, uh, north to Paris to do a test in, the, in a 208, uh, Rally 4. And, uh, just to give Abdullah more, um, confidence and, and time. In, in the seat, to be honest, and, and get to understand what everything is about. Um, and then, yeah, it was straight into Rally, to Rally Aust- uh, Wies in Austria there. So, um, yeah, it's it's constant, it's ongoing. And uh, as I say, it's gonna, it's it's even more now because it's it's just one thing after another now to the end of November with these last two events remaining. So, yeah, it's going good. And Estonia at the weekend, back onto gravel, some very tricky conditions, you know, from what I saw on, on the various clips, uh, media clips, um, the weather was just playing havoc. Yeah, um, that was the first event, I would say, in two to three months where I've had that type of uh, weather condition because I've been used to 42 degree heat, uh, both doing the, the ERC rounds and the last two rally star rounds. So um, it was from one extreme to the next. Um but yeah, Friday night was it was very tricky. You know, this it was stage one, two, and three, and they were only run once. And uh, you were sort of glad because by the time you had finished the night, it was the rain was blowing sideways. There was fog; you couldn't see a thing. Um, you know, it was just and trying to, for me to keep on track and for Abdullah to keep on track. 
you felt like you were driving around the stage because it was just so tight and twisty and narrow um, and so wet. Um, um, the ruts was just crazy, you know, got so deep in places. And uh, But yeah, that's the challenge of it. And that's what you like to, to see. And, and it needs to be like that technically to learn, you know, because it's no, it's no good ever just turning up and everything being all fancy and, and, and lovely. It just has to, you know, you have to have all them conditions to, uh, to really test yourself and know how to deal with it whenever it happens again. And the other crews are, are pretty much in similar boats. You know, they're not familiar with each other prior to, to the FIA program. Um, and, you know, a lot of them are new to rallying as well. So, you know, is there a comradeship there or is it quite competitive? No, I would say um, one thing is for sure that we do help each other out. Um, you know, yes, of course, we do a lot of things on our own. And, and obviously, as co-drivers, especially, we are always planning on different things. But um, we do share information and experiences with each other because that's ultimately how we're, how we're going to learn um, and different things, you know. So um, I would say, I wouldn't say it, it would be like very competitive. You know, of course, it's it, it does get a bit competitive and you're always looking to be as close as possible per kilometre or a second off um, the fastest rally star driver or, or anything like that, you know. But um, in regarding anything else, it's it's you no, know, it's very it's very much um, you know a, a team effort as well as an, an individual crew effort as well. And two rounds to go. So next up is Spain. What's the preparation for that? Yeah, back to Rally Rack Catalonia. Um, the event is going to run obviously solely on gravel, um, and it is using the stages from the twenty nineteen edition of Rally WWRC. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how how it goes there. Um, I know they are quite a lot more rough uh, in places, and um, we're always doing stages review on that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that fares out. The temperatures there at the minute is quite high, and look to be quite high for the event. So it'll be about managing your preparation for heat and different things. Um, you know, so that you don't get heat exhaustion and stuff like that. So um yeah and then regarding the paperwork side of things it's it's the recce schedules are being done the team schedules um you know we're preparing the um the stage uh plans and different things there as well and constantly coordinating ourselves with nm sport and making sure everybody's on the same page you know so yeah it's going uh, it's going well um and as i say it's sometimes it can be frustrating because the events only limit some information that's available to you and then you're seven to sometimes go and ask for information and they don't like to send information and it's just a wee bit more it just creates a wee bit more of a of a rush then and if you do get the information because it they release it so close to the event um so but not every event does it and you know that's again that's a learning process of how you want to deal with that whenever it all comes out so yeah the preparation is going well um as you say two rounds to go and uh, then we'll see who, who what the outcome is after that and I suppose that's what's going to be my next question is, you know, it's getting closer to the time and what all goes into the decision making process? Like, is it just purely results based or is there more to it than that? No, there's a lot more to it than that. Um, so there is, of course, results is part of it, but um, the team we're looking to see what we have learned from the very start in our number one in our training week before Sardinia. Uh, we, sorry, before the recce in Sardinia that we done to learn there as well. And then from what we learned there, did we carry it forward to San Marino? And then have we learned anything in San Marino to carry forward then on to the tarmac? You know, so because we had to adapt quite a bit then to tarmac for the last two rounds. Um, and then now we're back on gravel. So before the last, um, obviously before, sorry, the last event there in Sarema, 
we just assess the whole situation as a as a crew together and everything that we've learned and uh yeah just sort of done a full reset and was like right that's let's go racing and not have anything to you know we kind of used the first events just to you know bed ourselves in get used to the rules regulations everything like that and now once that is all complete we are we are ready to go and we were actually pretty surprised with ourselves at the weekend there because we done we did do quite a lot of work um in the lead up to it and different things so um it's nice whenever the results show and you, you're sort of paying off but um obviously the rest doesn't stop it's just straight into the next one now so um yeah it's going good and you know you 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 mentioned there how busy it is on the FIA Rally Star program but obviously you're still involved with the MI Academy so you know I suppose you don't have much downtime at the moment no definitely not it's uh well rallying is my job now at the minute anyway so it has to just with everything that's going on so um yeah, constantly coordinating ourselves, myself with um, Motorsport Ireland as well. Of course, they are the key people and, you know, involved in different things. And that's how I was got involved in the, into the programme. So, um, yeah, um, there's not really, I think all the Irish events now is clashing with uh, these other European events. So I'll probably not be doing much more for the rest of the year in Ireland. Um, and then after that, I'll just probably reassess the situation and see what happens for next year. But quite a lot of work to do on just before that. And um, yeah, again, it's thanks to the whole team of the FIA um, and Motorsport Ireland because without their support, it um, you know, you just you couldn't do it all on your own. It's just something that, you know, it's a constant learning process, but um, it's nice to have the, the experience and knowledge and the different people also that comes on our events for the Rally Star as well. Um, we had Anna Nordqvist there last week in, in Sarema. She is the CEO of um, Rally Sweden and the VP Vice President for Sport in Europe. And uh, we have, we've had Robert Reid with us um, in Novogorsia as well. So yeah, we have them people there to come and support us and give us extra tips and advice because um, they've been through this whole experience and have got actually quite high in it, of course. So it's it's nice to hear their experience and, and take their advice on board as well. That's it. You know, it's fantastic opportunities, not just for picking up knowledge and learning new things, but the doors that it's opening for you as well. Just the connections you're making. Yeah, like it's 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 crazy. Like Nicholas there is one of our advisors and uh, obviously he's the deputy WRC safety delegate with Michelle Mouton. So, yeah. And, you know, it just everything, everybody that you meet there and has some really in good and interesting stories to tell and you're always looking to hear them because you know you can pick up on so many things and you can relate to so many things as well you know um and yeah nothing's ever a problem if you've ever any have any questions or concerns you always go to them and you know you tell them what's wrong and there's always solutions found to to you know get everything rectified so um yeah the the the, the contacts that i've made and it's, it's always constantly expanding but the context I've made at the moment has just been incredible. And it's it's probably like a lifelong dream because you see these people all the time on 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 uh, YouTube and Facebook and everything. And you're, you know, you'd, you'd aspire to meet all of them. And then here you are just meeting them, you know, and it just sort of, you just have to take your, a minute to, to think who have I just met there, you know. But uh, other than that, no, it, it's, it's really good. And uh, something that's a good, brilliant privilege to be involved with. And, you know, it's not just the networking opportunities as well. Like, you know, you're obviously M Sport are running the car. So do you get a chance to kind of see the mechanical side of things? Oh, of course. Um, the mechanical side of things and and working with M Sport is a, is a massive part of it. You know, um, obviously we have Matt Jack there, who is our, our team principal with that uh, end of things and, you know, really supportive and, and gives great advice to us as well. Um, and then we have our own uh, engineers assigned to us and our um 
pod managers who is in charge of you know the communication with the whole over the whole event um and they're constantly reviewing the data of the cars and making sure everything is working as it should um and then also again and again going back to the training week you know we we done numerous things uh changing components of the car um on different things that whenever we are out on the stage if something breaks we know how to fix it um and we constantly do that throughout each event you know as well so um yeah working with M Sport is a great thing because it's a team obviously environment and everybody's there to work together and uh the communication then from us out on the stage coordinating back to to the the team at base and um, you know so it lets them know everything that's going on whenever we're not whenever the car's not in service basically so um yeah it's really really good and um they have to be thanked as well because their work and efforts and everything they do for us is just to be commended as well so yeah really really good and you know we, we've seen on the wrc and the importance of the roadside repairs and the crews can only use what tools they have in the car so for you for you guys what are you carrying in the car what you, what sort of what are you expected to be able to fix or what have you been showing how to you know to, or what's the most interesting thing you've been showing how to to make a quick fix yeah well i would say um you know we obviously we have the toolkits and all in the car and uh everything else is there for us to use but I suppose maybe we, we carry like spare time belts with us. Um, we wouldn't carry anything major, to be honest, because we're, we're probably more so taught to fix something or hold something together till we got back to service um, as well, you know. So maybe if an arm is bent or something, you know, you'd figure out something, how to maybe get a ratchet strap and put it together and tie it as best you can, you know, or something like that. But um, the roadside repairs would be more so to do with, you know, engine mechanical wise, you know, we have, a, we have a handbook for the car and everything's described to us in it. So that if there's an engine issue, we can look at it. And if we can't fix it on the road whilst talking to the engineers or anything, then obviously it's either retirement or else they'll come um, and they'll try and do their best to, to sort it. So um, it's probably more so that end of things instead of um, actually physical things, you know, but of course we do carry time and belts and different things to, to get us back to base. And, you know, that, that that's a good overview, sort of the mechanical side of things. But I suppose tire management is, is uh, you know, an important piece. Like, what have you learned around that or, or what are you learning around that side of it? Yeah, tire management is a huge part of it, to be honest. Um, there, we're obviously only allocated a certain amount of tires um, per event. So we have to do our best to manage them. And we always get that information before the event. So it allows me to create a tire plan um in order of what we can use it when we can use it etc um obviously like the tire plan will only be i would say maybe like provisional until the event starts because we don't we need to see what tire wear is going to be like and we need to you know see different things like that um then also um we have various compounds available to us um you know as well so we have wets hards and softs and obviously because of the end of season prizes the junior wrc they try and keep it as realistic as possible as that's how they operate in that uh, category in the juniors. Um, so that's a really good challenge as well, because it's not something like, of course, whenever we're doing rallies, we might have 13 rally three cars or something in, a, in an event like we had in Sarama. But all them other crews can put as much charge as they want onto the cars and they can do everything else and have loads of compounds. But we're only limited to certain compounds, obviously, because our structure and, and our goals are different. Um, and it makes more sense then, obviously, to because this is a training season training year um this is the whole um reason for it you know that's why it's done so but it actually it actually is very good because it makes you think and understand the elements of the tires and what they can do in different conditions 
um, as well because you know um, it's just something that's really really important um, and yeah then we like we're going to Spain next week and you know Spanish regulations don't allow tire warming you know so you have to think of all that side of things the regulations regarding the tires in after it um, and what you can do in advance what you can't do sometimes you can cut tires sometimes you can't cut tires you know so it's just um, it's just it's, it's a really good learning process and everything involved is is done for in a, in a way for a certain reason you know it was a great opportunity to catch up with Ronan and literally like he'd come home from Estonia he is flying out in a couple of days time um for the next for the what do you call it oh where is he off to Spain uh Spain oh yeah, yeah. Catalonia you're right rally Catalonia um so it was a great opportunity to catch up with him two rounds to go we'll all be focused on him to see what happens and even he doesn't know there's so many variables in this, you know, as he said in the in, in in the chat there, it's not about just purely the results. It's also, you know, their attitude, their positivity, you know, are they learning and are they picking up what they should be on the program? So it'd be interesting to see what happens at the end of the year. Yeah, because, like, you know, we, we've seen Ronan in action here in Ireland and, you know, we'll be talking to him enough. Like, he has, he's so eager and so keen to learn and he's always taking things on. Like, he's been so good to us. Like, he's always been so given of his time. And like even doing the wee vlogs and things earlier in the year and all that, like he's a young fella. You'd love to see him doing going places because like, he has he's got a great attitude. Oh, he's got a fantastic attitude. And look, any time I've been at an event and seen him in action, he is just a brilliant networker. He is yeah. out meeting, getting to know, greeting all the different people, um, you know, involved behind the scenes in the WRC and the ERC events and that. So you know, he he really is doing everything he should be doing at this stage to yeah. to get himself known and to you know to open the right doors for him yeah and more you know that's the thing about him he is you know he's such a keen and eager guy and that's great to see uh i also got a chance then to catch up with connor walson connor young fella coming up through the ranks you know but really enjoying his rally and you know he's been in you know started off on the road he's been doing rsa events he's going to tell you all this but like he's you know built up his time with his r2 into rally four he's also sampled the hyundai r5 and the evil big you know he's living the dream really you know so in the next few weeks he's now going to compete in the penultimate round of the wrc the central european rally and like i just think it's fantastic a guy only just you know just ready to start into his third year of rally and he's going to compete in the wrc brilliant so let's hear from connor like what was it that first got you involved in rally well geez a couple of years ago there was a lot of friends from up home around donegal my father we're all doing the RSA events. And that's where I started, um, actually in the Mini Cup Championship. So me and my father would do drive the same car and we'd go up and it was very, very competitive, nearly too competitive. But um, that's where it all started. And I didn't really think I would proper go and do stage rallies, but we took the plunge then and here we are. But I um, I still do the RSA events. You know, they're great for all you from one and they're a great atmosphere about them. And, yeah. They're very enjoyable, you know. They are, you know, they, 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 as you say, they're great value for money. You, you know, you, they got 120 quid now, I think it is, isn't it? And they, you'll get six, seven runs maybe in a day, you know. And they, it's, you know, and the the, the, the standard of uh, the stage that they're setting up now is fantastic. You know, they have, you have Shackleton, you have Aki Dewey, you, you know, you have Nuts Corner. You, you know, you have great facilities to go and use as well. Oh, that's right. No, they, they use a lot of different, like, it's not the same thing every time you go there. And then Flanax is Shackleton, as big as it is, they change it up every now and then. So it's, it's different every time you come to it or near there, about, you know. 
Mm-hmm. But um, no, it's great even for dusting off cobwebs. If you haven't been doing an event in a while, it gets you caught back up to speed, you know. Uh, gives you a chance, as you say, to get the, the rust knocked off, you know. And like, you know, you've been out now doing the, the roads now, I suppose, now for the last three years. Like, this year's worked out really well, you know, you've worked your way up in the R2 Fiesta, but this year you want the route of, you know, Rally 4. Um, well, did you find much of a, a, a step from the, 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 you know, the Rally 2 Fiesta to the Rally 4 car? Oh, definitely a completely different car. There's far more power in the Rally 4 car, and they're just the engineering, like it's it's a lot more newer, and the, the technology has changed a lot. And it's just a far fresher car, and for handling and everything like that, there it's just it is far superior. Eh? Yeah, um, the, I always felt you know they they are a proper built rally car, aren't they? Like they're not like, they're not a road car sort of modified. They are like a proper built from the ground up rally car. Yeah, definitely. When, when we bought the car and went testing, uh, there's a few boys there with us that have a bit more experience than me. And and whenever I was testing, they were saying to me, you need to be careful because it's more like an Evo with the power that's in it than a, a 1600 Fiesta, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, and like that, that was the car of choice in the, you know, the junior world championship only a couple of years ago. Like, so, you know, the pedigree of the car is fantastic cars. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still very relevant today, I think. Yeah, that's for sure. And like, you know, up until this year, you've been mainly concentrating on the tower, but this year, then you moved on and done some gravel rallying as well. Nice to spread the wings and get a, a variety of surfaces. I actually, um, February was our first gravel event, Sean and I, and geez, I really, really did enjoy it. It was um, a nice change of pace than the tarmac, you know, but like, um, like I, going back to Rally 4 here, I think they're built more of gravel in mind than tarmac. Okay. Um, like gravel is more popular out in Europe where Rally 4 is coming from. And, and it, it just felt like it belonged in gravel compared to when I was driving around tarmac. There's far less work to be done on the setup to get her to do what you wanted and stuff. So I think that um, oh, going to gravel this year is definitely the best step I've ever done. Very good, very good. And like you, you had a very successful year in the Northern Ireland Championship, and like that championship has been sort of like on the up now again. You know, has went through the doldrums there for a few years, but it's starting to come back again. If you go there and be fast, you're you're up against you know good competitors that you know helped you to push on your pace as well. Yeah, there is, and it's not even that within the championship, but the events that are part of it are quite popular as well. And even if you're not championship registered, there's still a lot of competition in them, you know. Um, so a lot of different people to race against in it. But I like the North because it's very, um, the events up there, they're very spread out. And, you know, everybody comes to know each other as doing it as part of the championship. But um, they're just, uh, it's just good, enjoyable events every year. You know, I've done it last year as well. And both years, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and like, you've been very lucky over the last couple of years now. You've had a variety of cars as well, you know, as well as the Rally 4. You've been lucky enough to sample the Evo and a Hyundai i20 R, R5 car. Like, you know, that that must be some experience for, you know, somebody so, you know, recent into events, I suppose the RSA events, you've got a lot of seat time like, built up as well too. But to be able to jump into an Evo and then into a Hyundai, like, they're both fantastic cars to get behind the wheel of. Yeah, I know, definitely. I'm very fortunate there are my father's cars, and uh, if there's ever a problem with the Fiesta and I, I plan to do an event and I couldn't get parts from import or a delay somewhere, I'll uh, he gave me the opportunity to drive the cars that he has, and uh very thankful for that. But there there was a bit of a difficulty last year going from, 
to left-hand drive and the Rally 4 back into right-hand drive. The Hyundai, it's, it's, it was converted to right-hand drive as well. And uh, that's, look, uh, that's the only difficulty I had in it. Plus, there was a lot more power to deal with. I had to learn to kind of pull back a bit more. But, um, no, it's good to have a variety in different types of machinery. And it gives you more experience, too, and helps you figure out what the car's doing. You know what I mean? It's just, it helps you learn it a lot more, too, you know. Yeah, like, you know, everybody says about these R5 cars, you know, the, 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 the capabilities they have are, you know, it's unbelievable. But I have always thought, you know, coming up from the Rally 4 car, they were a great stepping stone because you have to drive them on the door handles to get the times out of them. You have to get the best out of the car. And I think a lot of that will transfer into the R5 car as well. You're breaking up a bit there, but I understand where you're coming from. So in the Rally 4 and the, and the cars, you were driving a lot of the time like completely on the limit, and you would always wonder, like, Jesus, how could anybody drive a car off any faster than that? But uh, whenever I drove, I took the R5 to Down Rally last year, and I'd only ever drove her on track days prior to that. And I at the very first stage, I didn't have a test or name because it was a last-minute decision. On the very first stage, me and Sean were sitting in the car, and the launch mode and took off and I just couldn't believe how like we thought we were as tight as we could be in the seats but we ended up tightening not even coming to the first corner because we were thrown backwards <laughs> and uh the, the rate at which all of the like uh trees and everything was passing us it was just it was nearly scary for the first stage but <laughs> we got into it then there are a lot there's a lot more power in it and the the, the four-wheel drive as well and the suspension it pits all of the power it has down to the to the train you know but um yeah, no, it's definitely a good opportunity to try and learn different cars and everything like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, then this step, you know, going to, you know, doing that Central European round of the WRC, like, is it, you know, to get yourself out there to compete against the best in the world, just to see who you're at against them, or what's the thought process behind it? Well, uh, to be entirely honest, there wasn't too much of a thought process behind it. Um, I don't understand how, but we just heard of the event, um, I think on social media and and me and the father and a few other boys were talking about it and we just thought, geez, it'd be a great event to go and do because you're sampling a lot of different, um, like you're in three different countries and it's just um, the roads and all would be interesting. It just seemed like a very interesting event. Um, so we just kind of looked into it then and thought, geez, how we'll put the entry and see how we get on. Um, I don't really have, have any... Like plans in mind on how well we're going to do over there and anything. Now, obviously, we'd like to do as well as we could, like, but everyone else over there would be used to that kind of terrain and the rules over there. So we're not going to go in too hot headed, but um, definitely we just seen it as a good opportunity to go out and, you know, sample a rally in a foreign country. And it's actually, it's marked a week after, a week prior to the event is the two year anniversary of our first, first uh, stage rally in the roads. So we just thought no better way to mark the occasion, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't, like, isn't, isn't that mad that, you know, you've come so far, like from starting your first road event and two years later you're starting around to the WRC? Like that's, that, <laughs> you know, you think the enormity of that, like that's like starting, you know, starting to play football and running out then and Old Trafford or whatever kind of thing. Yeah, it's definitely a big jump. So it is definitely a big jump, but... um. But the opportunity was there, so may as well take it and see it just as an experience to learn and everything, you know. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> for sure, for sure. And like you know, we've seen you know the the ladder of progress that's there. You know, with the MA Rally Academy and the guys, you know, the Billy Coleman Award and all that. There, is you know, is that something you'd look at? Maybe you know, hopefully get considered for that. Well, I'm not too sure. I'm actually well up in the years. I'm oh, right. 25 <laughs> next year. When I'm very late, very late to the game. But I'm uh, hitting up in the years now, and I don't really have any goals for the sport. Like, I came into it doing the RCA events and everything, and it was just seen it as a way to, you know, as a hobby more than anything. But uh, I am I'm very, very competitive, which is not really a good thing. But uh, Rally Academy, it is interesting, but I'd say it comes with a lot of added pressure as well. Because um, you're competing, you're representing the body. It's not just going out to do the sport um, to enjoy it. You're there for gold night, like. But um, no, it's definitely doing very, very good things for Ireland, like because, like, geez, the they're giving opportunity to a lot of people that uh, are able to go and do these events, whereas otherwise they wouldn't be able to, you know. So yeah, I, and, and it's getting Ireland noticed on the world stage as well, you know. We, there's, you know, Definitely. the stories going around that, you know, that Aaron's been considered a game for another round of the WRC. And, like, the, the, you know, that's because of the, you know, the those guys out representing and showing how special this wee country is. And, like, that should be, really has to be welcomed, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's good to see Ireland represented on the world stage, but there's a lot of top-class drivers in Ireland. Um, and, like, even... Like rally legends this weekend coming, and there's a lot, there's a good Irish entry for it. It's yeah. just great to see Irish competitors going abroad, um, and it really is bringing to the limelight how fast everybody is in Ireland. You know, mm -hmm. the pace it is here, so uh, definitely good for that as well. Yeah, because like you know, right, not just even the top crew, right throughout, you know, like you know, the rally four guys, like that, you know, they're doing like, the Northern Ireland Championship, they're doing the National Championship, they're doing the Tarmac Championship, and like. It's fractions of a second that separate these guys at the end of the stages, and like that, you know, that has to, you know, help you lift, make sure you lift your game, you know, and that that's just, you know, taking you to the next level. It's taking the guy beside you, the car in front of you, the car behind you. Everybody's just looking for that extra tenth, and that has to be good for the sport. Yeah, everybody's pushing each other on. Like no matter what class you look into, every single class, there's a good, serious pace in it. Um, it's great to see as well, like you know, top three in a class all separated by a matter of seconds. Like that, that's really tight racing. That's the way it was whenever I started in the RSA during the mini cup. Everyone was within a second of each other at times. But um, it's really good to see it pushes everybody on, makes them enjoy the sport more. You know, everybody's more competitive because of it. Yeah, like you know, I'm getting from you, like you know, you just love your time in a rally car. You know, work is work. Rallying is kind of almost a, a relief from work that you can go. Out you know, and go out and enjoy yourself. And if you, you know, if you can be competitive and, you know, do your best and, you know, hope, hope later one in your class or get a good place. And that means as much to you as anything. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You have to, like, um, everybody has it the same, but like rallying is for definitely for me a good release, like for um, getting away from work and everything like that there. But um, I think it is very important to just enjoy it. As well, or else there's no much. There's not really much point in being there and doing it. You know, you, you would get sick of it. It would be a waste. You know. Um, but no, I think enjoying it is the main thing. And you, like everything else comes out of it then as you carry on. But if you're not enjoying it, you're never going to get anything out of it at all. 
And like you know, you have good people around you. You know, like Sean's been co-driving you for a while, and the sister then even was co-driving you this year as well. Like so, it's not just you. That there's a whole team of people involved in this as well. You mentioned your father there earlier. Yeah, well, too. yeah. With everybody in rallying, there seems to be a good team behind them. Um, but uh, geez, I really enjoyed having Katie on with me this year because like my father was in service and my grandfather sometimes too, and it was just. Uh, it was good to have it as a family kind of effort, you know what I mean? Um, but no, actually, Katie, Katie's a little bit crazy there. She, um, she, doesn't, uh, she doesn't like to slack off in the notes or Everything is always adding a bit on, always adding fast on to the end of her corner. She should be, maybe, but <laughs> no, it's definitely good to enjoy it as a family as well, you know? That's for sure, you know. And, like, you know, you know, with the, you know, the Central European event coming up now in a couple of weeks' time, like, is is the prep started for it already? Like the car will obviously, you know, be a f- probably more or less a fall overhaul before the event. And like for you personally, like is there anything you can do now in advance of the event? There's a lot of prep in it. Um, I know I was saying that um, I use rallying as a kind of a release from work, but there's a lot of prep going into this event because um, it's just so different than anything we've done before. But um, the car is getting a lot of work done to get her uh, ready for the event, um, just to make sure that everything is in perfect condition. And Barry at BDM Motorsports doing that for us. And uh, so, like, like transporting the car over, um, that has to be sorted out, accommodation, flights. But, like, there has to be itineraries and everything to do the to do the rally because, you know, it's just there's a lot packed into the week, you know, like, you know. But uh, there's there is a good team involved in it already. The boys over at Glasgow Motorsport, like Dean McLaughlin and everyone over there, are putting a lot of effort in to help me out. Um, so I have to thank them for that. But like, there's actually recce videos on YouTube already. So I've been going through them, and this is actually going to be Sean and I's first event writing notes. So we're going to have to do really put a lot of work into practicing for that as well. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of prep going into it. Yeah, but enjoyable, you know, it's something that you're you're buzzed about and it's something you're really looking forward to. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm looking forward to it a lot. Just very good good opportunity and something new and different, you know, a good way to end the year. So that was lovely to hear there from Connor and all the best now in the WRC in the next couple of weeks. Um, so that was uh, Season 2, Episode 31. Connor, that's us finished chatting with for another time. Uh, please like, share, rate, subscribe, drop us an email, you know, drop us a message in the socials. Uh, been a pleasure as always so until the next team take care speak soon and bye